welcome back to Cast Me to Hell with me, Seb. And with me, Robbie. And this week, we are looking at the exorcist believer. Yeah, or as I kept almost typing, exorcist believer. (laughs) (laughs) This is a very different film. I mean, I've, I've literally had the... In my head all week long, thinking about going to see this film, and then at a certain point it turned into that, but then turned into a remix with Believer. Yeah. (laughs) So her face. Now I'm a believer. Yeah. Yeah. See, it just and yeah, my brain was like remixing that into it. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so we are literally just out of the cinema. Uh, and we will be giving you no spoilers to begin with, as usual. Just like if you listened to our Saw X episode last week, because yeah. again, we've still got that tune stuck in our head. Two films, two iconic kind of soundtrack, like main pieces of music that we just can't get out of our head. Yeah, they're proper <laughs> dug in there, man. Um, and the Exorcist soundtrack is just incredible as well. Um, and that's been dug kind of into my brain all day as I was like thinking about going to see this film. Um, and... As always, I'll get, I'll get stuck in straight in with the plug. Do the um, plugs. Yeah, do the plug. You know, uh, remember to hit that subscribe button and please leave us a lovely review. Um, I usually tart it up a bit more, but we're trying to just get straight into the nitty gritty. <laughs> straight into the exorcism. As uh, This film's been kind of shit on online, yeah, hasn't it? It has. um, I think it's a 22... On Rotten Tomatoes, yeah, maybe it. It's a there's a lot of, there's a lot of bad re- a lot of two star reviews out there. I think from what I'm yeah. seeing, the majority are two star reviews. Um, and I mean it's interesting because coming into this, I mean as a reflection with like last week with Sorex when we were both very mixed on that film um, and both left, and yet that seems to have a much higher yeah. kind of uh, rating, which is interesting in my mind to be honest, but. Um, it's interesting because when we came into this film, the one thing I remember saying again, like I had pre-ideas for Sorex last week going into it, and for this as well, also going into it, I was thinking, you know, Exorcist, they've never really done very well with their sequels. You know, no. it's not a strong, you know, it's not a strong field of sequels in there. You know, I'd say none of them have ever managed to live up to the original, and in in its. The Exorcist is like a holy grail of living up to it, to be fair. Yeah, it is. It's like like that made, you know, like living... David Gordon Green having to live up to Halloween with Halloween 2018 and somehow kind of pulling off a good legacy sequel. That was seen as quite an amazing feat to kind of achieve because, again, Halloween had this. But I feel like Exorcist is even more because Exorcist is seen by like the really revered critics and stuff like that are like, no, The Exorcist is like the greatest horror film, the greatest horror thing that you could ever make. It it bends the realms of the thing. So it bends the realms of horror and it bends the realms of art house and, and all that kind of thing that they kind of throw out, the kind of shit yeah. you get. <laughs> um, which is not as, as critics <laughs> at all. Um, but the thing is, coming into this, uh, you know, the main thing I thought when I heard about it, you know, was... You know, it's it's kind of this exorcism supernatural and how many films since The Exorcist have tried to redo The Exorcist? Yeah. You know, how long... And, and then even we've had a resurgence with, like, the Conjuring films and stuff like, you know... Yeah. Um, and many others, Exorcism ever only rose. and things, We've had many, many hits in the last few years and there has been quite a supernatural kick of, like, these kind of possession yeah. films and stuff like that. So it is a case of... When we first came to this film, I thought, 
like what are you really going to bring to it that isn't either just a complete rehash of the exorcist or basically like any new ideas you've probably seen in any recent film yeah um, i had this um last night when i was watching the conjuring the devil made me do it and more recently i watched the nun 2 um and they're okay films, but they very much fall into the same pattern of like being very, you know, CGI heavy, particularly at the end, very yeah. focused on jump scares, that kind of thing, and very much more about like, oh, this is a kind of a, a, a cool shot or something like that, as opposed to trying to do, or that, well, I shot myself in the foot there because it's less like cool shots, but it's more they try and do this kind of over the top, uh, kind of very action packed people floating, people flying, chairs flying all over the place, doors slamming, you know, building a lot of suspense to this grand ending. Yeah. Um, and I was expect I was kind of going into this thinking like an Exorcist film is very played out. Supernatural yeah. films are very played out. And is this just going to get into, like, David Gordon Green doing something where it's big CGI, very shouty, and it's just very by the numbers? Um, yeah. And I said this to you whilst, when we left. I had this kind of Frank Reynolds moment <laughs> where I was watching it, and after about half an hour, 40 minutes... I was like, oh shit, I get this now. And it clicked and I was like, this this is a very reserved film. Mm. And I, I don't want to go quite to the level of saying it's kind of like A24 in style, but it's, it's less, you know, big CGI. And it's a lot more character driven than we know David Gordon Green's films are. And it's very reserved in, in a way. It is, yeah. I mean, with the the style that we've seen from David Gordon Green, I mean, straight away you know it's a David Gordon Green film. Mm. Um, you know from the look of it, you know, it, I guess you'll get serious. Like if if you've watched any of the recent Halloween films, you'll get the serious vibes from them. It's very muted colors, look, as you know, well. and that kind of like small community vibe. Um, but that's one thing that was a plus for those films and for this film is that he kind of really got that kind of small community American rural kind of style yeah, you know it, I like that. It's, it, it's, it's, it's almost like he's a more reserved version oddly I don't know why I kept thinking of Rob Zombie at times. <laughs> it's, it's like he, he's like it's like it's like what Rob Zombie tried to do, but Rob Zombie couldn't help but then go white trash and add yeah. the white trash into it. Like, <laughs> like more like res like if it was reserved in that way. But um, when I when I was watching watching the film, I, I was just looking at it, you know, thinking, yeah. So this is definitely a David Gordon Green film. It it, it looks like that. It's slower, and you know, if you think about say like Halloween twenty eighteen, yes, Michael did some like killer awesome kills and stuff like yeah. that, but. Again, that was quite slow. That was quite a character piece. It's much slower than the, the, you know, in some way than the one that followed it. Anyway, Halloween Kills and stuff like that. But there was much more of that there. And and what I'd heard from the few snippets of reviews. Now I didn't properly read a full review. I just seen the bits. And the, mainly, I was hearing the words like, "It's slow. It's lacking in scares." You know, it, it 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 seems to think it's like just like basically it's like oh this has been done to death. We've seen this supernatural film. We've seen this, and I even heard words like the conjuring and stuff like that. And to be honest, the second I, so I was going in going oh we're gonna get this kind of you know like you've just described basically, and that was my worry. But then I thought 
But while I was sitting watching this film, I was going like, this is nothing like those no. films. This no. is like nothing like... like. I'm not saying this reinvents the world. And this does actually... like I watched the original Exorcist I told you last night. Yeah. Um, and this does actually stick quite close to the kind of slow burn of that the original yeah. has. Um, and, and I kind of respect the fact that I even said to you on the way out, I actually think that this is more reserved than even the original was. As in, it, do, it, it for some people, they're probably thinking to themselves, that film could have pushed way harder because the original has some proper like hard moments. Yeah. Um, and this one actually at times doesn't. And I think that's for some people to take as either a positive or a negative. And I think in... I've got a mixed on it both, but that's kind of something that pops into my head is that actually this is a proper almost builds a suspense so much throughout this film that you kind of get when you get to those moments they feel big because yeah. it's kind of done it. You see what I mean? Like we kind of get that, but as a film, this is purely mainly like this is kind of properly a like all about what the characters go through and the emotional and I even actually felt a bit emotional towards the end to be honest <laughs> same in a strange way I was kind of like oh I was I wasn't expecting it to go there you know mm. um, but it is it's a, I, in terms of like is it was it scary um, I don't believe it was I don't think it was particularly scary I, I think it probably it probably only tried to do two jump scares I can think of mm. um and it had more of a a bit of a, a creepy element to it. Maybe there was there were some yeah. moments, particularly as we kind of got to the you know the the second act about halfway through, and then kind of going into the third act. There was one moment that I was like, "Oh, that's really fucking creepy." Um, and it, I have this, I had it's just something when we get to the spoilers, I'll discuss it. But it's this kind of concept that does terrify me. Um, <laughs> And I don't know. It had this. It had a it had a creep element to it, but I can't particularly say that I was scared. I wasn't like, at points. I wasn't, you know, like clenching my ass cheeks or anything. I was kind no, of like, was, no. that's a bit creepy. I, I think there was a there's a kind of intensity that at times though that is kind of there. I felt. I felt um, the 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 young actresses that played the two girls, um, especially especially um, Victor Leslie Odom Jr.'s character, the main character in the film. His daughter, um, and I'm already forgetting her name. Um, Angela. Angela. His daughter, Angela, I, I felt in certain scenes, she was added quite an intensity at times. Like when when she is kind of part of the, the you know, that possession, when she's in early stages, there's a kind of, there was a similar kind of, just a creepiness about her. I thought that she was very intense. Yeah. And that it kind of gave you a little bit of a, I think there was a constant like foreboding of like you feel like something's going to happen and I know for some people like if certain things like maybe never happen the way they're expecting that that's like a disappointment but I do feel like there was a suspense or tension from that kind of you're almost expecting The Exorcist to be this absolute terrifying film because that's almost what it's known for yeah. is being like the most terrifying horror of all time which you know isn't even necessarily true if, if a lot of people had you know seen it and again like if you haven't seen the exorcist and you go into this expecting it to be basically the conjuring or paranormal activity yeah i think this that's going to be part of the problem is that the audience are expecting a big scary jump shot horror um and i'd even go against the idea that actually i'd say the original was shocking but not completely scary but it was intense yeah and it had a huge tension to it and a real kind of intense environment when they're doing, you know, all, all the exorcisms and those kind of parts come in. 
Um, but I actually found the original was more about the fact that it does things that are shocking. Um, yeah. and, and that is where this one might come, where some people feel like maybe they're not that shocked. But we do live in a point now where it's like, how much can you do that hasn't been done to really shock people? Yeah. <laughs> that the um, original didn't do. No, And I think it's difficult trying to make a possession film in like you know in 2023 like compared to when did the exorcist come out like 1973 1973 so the landscape of the world was like completely different like people were a lot more religious this might have been in the throes or or gearing up to stuff like you know this satanic panic and people were genuinely a lot more religious and followed those kind of codes and i think when you get to this film having that kind of like I'm, we're trying to do a bit more about the thematical yeah. nature of of religion and possession and like community like you mentioned that's something that really stuck yeah. out to me it it plays with themes and characters a lot more than it does kind of just like the nun for example the nun is like okay this is you know Valak and Valak is looking for some fucking MacGuffin yeah. and somebody's gonna go and get it and we have some creepy scenes and then it builds up to a big like big CGI ending where there's you know an orchestral piece plays mm. and it, it just kind of wraps up and you're like oh we defeated it and then they're like shit that made 200 million <laughs> Valix back you yeah. know um, it played a lot more with themes and characters one thing I did think though is that and this is another thing where it might have been the, an actual soundtrack choice, but there there wasn't a very big or a very bombastic soundtrack. And I wonder whether no. that kind of affected it. Because even during the exorcism, you know, in the in the last act, just fuck it, it's, a, it's, it's the exorcist, you know there's an exorcism, that's not a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um Even during the last act, Usually, the end of a you know paranormal film, Conjuring, Insidious, something like that, you usually have quite like a big bombastic orchestral piece with it. Mm. But this was still quite muted soundtrack, yeah. And it was more about what the people are saying, how they're talking to each other. And I wonder whether if somebody re-edited this film, and I always think that's one thing I'm never big on David Gordon Green. I think his editing mm. sometimes leaves much to be desired. But if somebody put in a different soundtrack, a more kind of louder, intense mm. soundtrack, I wonder whether that would have changed how people felt when they saw stuff on the screen. You know? It kind of felt, yeah, it, it, it does. I can't really greatly remember except for, um, obviously, the main theme when it yeah. kicks in. It almost felt like it was quiet until it was time to play the theme. Pretty <laughs> and much, it's yeah. like, here we go. And there, there definitely was... There definitely was a, a score going through the background, but yeah. it wasn't a noticeable. No, it was muted. Um, and you know, no, it didn't have anything on John Carpenter's for his recent Halloween yeah. ones and things like that. You know, what I mean, it didn't have that kind of that build or intensity to it. But, um, but yeah, actually, the bells, you know, that adds like such an intensity when you hear it in the original. Yeah, you know? or, or or many of like John Carpenter's, you know, soundtracks adds intensity. Think about any like you know John Williams score or yeah. watch the watch the opening of Jaws, but without the dun, dun, yeah, and you'll yeah, be like this is dog shit. Yeah, <laughs> this is right. yeah. a woman. Yeah, the, the score is a huge thing, and it definitely is. So yeah, I think that 
yeah, you could have added more. And and again, it might be down to that though, that again, this does feel like they were trying to go a little bit more muted with it. They weren't trying to go as big of it. And maybe that was one of their strategies to try and maybe. bring it down a little bit because they didn't want to be that big, booming, bombastic, you know, conjuring, paranormal maybe, kind yeah. of, you know, which have quite like boom, boom, boom kind of soundtrack. And part sometimes that feels a bit schlocky because sometimes it feels like you're just trying to use the sound and the music just to make us jump, which yeah. can be great. But again, it's something that tends to annoy me with these films. Like it's something that I don't tend to like. So it's a hard, it's a balance I think that needs to be done. Um, but what you said about the themes now, that's one of the things I kind of respected because even in the original, it had the whole kind of, oh, we've found this kind of statue in the middle of the desert yeah. and we've got these kind of symbols and stuff like that. And there were these little things like, oh, how could we, or oh, is this something we need or do we need to find this kind of thing? I kind of respected the fact that this one didn't have that kind of, no, we need to go searching for something to find it. Apart from, yeah. apart from obviously, you know, apart from the returning legacy character, um, then it's not really... You know, th there's none of that in there. I do feel like the whole film does feel about, you know, it is about a father's need to protect his daughter. Yeah. And it sticks to that while using the theme of him as the, basically the non-believer. The, yeah. the use of that as the kind of character. And that's the arc they follow. And I almost feel like when David Gordon Green, for whatever reason, was like, midway through doing Halloween and was like you know what Exorcist yeah. <laughs> let's do that let's forget about Halloween ends fuck that script <laughs> yeah. let's do Exorcist <laughs> instead that's the that's one of the things that goes through my mind is like did you just bail on that because yeah. you're like oh this is shit I'm just <laughs> yeah. gonna get on with that one um, but like something that goes through my mind is just thinking you know that he said he had an idea of where he thinks to play and that thematic part about how people kind of process religion and how different religions have lots of these different parts and it's not that that isn't played in the original but I would say that in the original it's very much from one side of one religion one perspective kind of thing it's all very much on that side and the fact that he kind of really I think leans into like this idea of and it's in the title the belief yeah. system the different religions and there, there may be a part in this film where I think lots of people especially people who have no religion or anything like that which me I'm not necessarily in any way religious but there is a point and I feel like your Frank Reynolds moment yeah. for me kind of came with it of the fact that I was sat there going some people might take this and go oh this is getting a bit preachy with all these different talks about these different religious yeah. styles that we could use and help and you know those kind of things that could be used um, and yet in my head I was thinking but this seems to be exactly what they're trying to play they're taking the exorcist and they're looking at it from that kind of what if you've got nowadays like you have in this modern world like mentioned before and what if we have all these different perspectives these different yeah. ideas how would that look when we come to this kind of practice of you know an exorcism or how would that look with modern society kind of lens on like our belief system or people that are believers or aren't believers so um, that theme, I think, is is one of the things that made this stronger. That idea that he really, I thought that he really seemed to have an idea, and for the most part, it follows through. And again, that was that was part of the problem of Halloween Ends is it had loads of ideas and it didn't, it didn't follow, follow half through, of it yeah. through. You know, what I mean, that was the main thing that pissed us off with that one yeah. a year ago. Was like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, yeah. there are lots of great little ideas here, and you didn't seem to follow any one to a satisfying yeah. conclusion. Um, he, I mean, just he's a very interesting director. 
uh, David Gordon Green. He's kind yeah. of like I don't know. He's he's sometimes you you root for him. You're like, oh wow, you know you you did you did uh, you know you did Halloween twenty eighteen. Real like kind of faithful, quite safe like you know follow on. And then you did like Halloween Kills. It was a bit divisive. I loved it. You loved I it. Love it. You know, just Great homage to Michael Myers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just let him get out there, let him crack some skulls. You know, yeah, a bit of a bit of few weird ideas. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, you know, you're gonna nail this man. And he gets to the end, he gets to Halloween ends, and he's just like, I'm just gonna balls to the wall with it, just doing whatever I want. Yeah, and you kind of have to respect that. Yeah, because in a way, trying to subvert he's trying expectations. To subvert expectations. I think he's trying I, to do something. I remember us saying in our Halloween ends episode, which you can find on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> any good streaming platform. Um, that we, although it was, the problem was that we respected the idea, just yeah. like we respect, say, like Halloween Free Season of the Witch, as a kind of perspective, trying to go a bit like that with it. But it's also a bit of a, you know, it's great if you have a good approach to it, but when you've got lots of loose plot ends and ends, and it's meant yeah. to be the end of a almost an entire legacy of a character, because even right now, this. Jason Bloom is st- still saying, like, basically, like, well, no, we ended it. Like, we, yeah. we, we, have, we have no plans to, to do any more. People keep asking us about it, but we have no plans for it. And yeah. I'm not saying they'll never do it again, but... I heard the rights are getting, getting sold or something. Well, they might. that might be why, because they'll be yeah. like, well, we've done what we can do with it. We can't do anything Set else. Yeah. But still, it is a case of, like, in that case, it was a case of, like, but the problem was when you've set up two films and it's about the ending of a character and it's yeah. about these two characters... It was the one point when you could have done that subversion while satisfyingly done it, but he just didn't balance it. And this is what I was hearing with this film from a lot of people is that he has lots of ideas. He throws a lot of things out there and he doesn't kind of balance those ideas. But uh, yes, there are problems and we'll get to those in like a little bit in the spoilers more. Yeah, um, there are some problems along the way and there are a few bits that didn't work. Um, But I do think for the most part, it felt like he had a concept of how to kind of approach this material and he took it on. Is it a case of they've slapped Exorcist on a film with soup? Maybe. Maybe, yeah. You know, maybe they've just slapped a legacy character and then they've slapped Exorcist onto it, which again is that one of thing that people are like, have they just, is that what they were going to do? They were just going to basically put Exorcist to sell it. Yeah. But really, this is just a, you know, a film that happens to have Exorcist and yeah. things like that. But I'd say, well then, you know, what the fuck can, what the fuck can yeah. balance that? You know, what can be a exorcism yeah. and what's that? The film is a film about a child that gets possessed and then goes an exorcism and it has Pazuzu, you know, in the, or yeah. whatever. That was the only thing I expected more Pazuzu stuff. So again, I kind of respect the fact that he didn't go so much into the whole like, the oh, God this and yeah. God that and you know, and that's again, what a lot of the sequels or the beginning one, that's what fucked it because it tried so hard to go in the demons and monsters and not just in the character. Yeah. What made the original work is Regan and her mum and their journey and also the priest's journey, which is not so uh, strong in this one in some parts. But yeah. it's shown in different ways, that's why. Yeah. To um, keep it spoiler. Free. Well, yeah. I mean, overall, like before we get into the spoilers, yeah. I kind of agree. I think it was an enjoyable watch and I think it was I think it was shot quite well. Um, and I think there were some good themes in there and I, I did vibe with it um, and it had some creepiness but I think oh, it was a bit light on scares and I think that's probably where most people are falling down um, should we get into the spoilers? yeah yeah yeah. I'm yeah. happy to go alright as always we've got to give you a little countdown so if you haven't watched it 
feel free to stop now and come back when you do um, and if you have watched it then see if you agree uh, remember to hit that subscribe button five four three two one pazuzu hangs down pazuzu hangs down yeah <laughs> really, and, and by pazuzu i said he wasn't yeah. in it much but he's just hanging down yeah there's a 10 second shot of pazuzu's dong just hanging you know he's just hanging brain and it's the post credits like marvel yeah it's just there hanging brain. just right in regan's face yeah it's just there you just know, slapping her in hell yeah just slapping her um, where should where should we start then um well um we'll kind of kind of worst pass but i think as part of a main kind of that comes up maybe later in the film it the film does open in haiti in 2010 yeah. you know um well known for being um i believe is that not the one that why why clef john ripped off the charity they left that out of the yeah they left that, that out I, I, yeah i was gonna say i, I was i was hoping for a scene of why clef john someone <laughs> playing him just grifting <laughs> yeah. all of the all of the people as the earthquake was occurring. Yeah, uh, <laughs> good old Wycliffe. But yeah, the, so they use that scene for the opening where we get to know Victor and his wife, who's heavily pregnant. Um, and you know, it's it's a bit of a bigger scene. If anything, it's probably like the biggest kind of yeah. actiony kind of scene in the film. Um, and and as an opening, I I was like, oh, that's you know quite interesting. Again, this is where I was expecting to see like a lot of like suddenly like for some reason they come across an artifact or they Something. come across Pazuzu, what You know I what I mean? But I think it was an interesting way of it of introducing Victor as like an atheist, basically. You know, they they go into to Haiti and they you know they do like a ritual on on the unborn Angela. And then he's like, "Yeah, you don't believe that shit, do you?" you know yeah, I mean? yeah. It's, and I it, think it's, it's a, a blessing upon her as a as a baby in the womb, but still, it's a it's a blessing, and it's yeah. an important part. Um, but yeah, I, I kept on expecting like we have a bit with a little boy, and he's like, "I show you something," and yeah. he takes it to the blessing. And and again, this is what I mean. I, I feel like it, this film has been was nicely like held back because I feel like I know what the most obvious one would have been and the most obvious one would have been some kind of little artifact they give her when she's yeah, a mother and it's, and it's like a curse like here's this necklace oh look it's that same kind of Christian necklace that you know the father died in the original exorcist yeah. and here we go you know oh, oh, here we oh go. yeah or there's the little statue of Pazuzu yes yeah. your baby will hold that every day <laughs> the and like you know Pazuzu stuffed toy yeah exactly yeah. that's it but again like but you've seen that movie <laughs> you've seen that supernatural movie when yeah. it's like here's the possessed item off you go yeah. um and we don't go down that route it's it's much more of a a kind of like a you know a, a bit more of an emotional kind of opening character moment no we don't get much time to get to know them that well but it kind of sets the groundwork well for victor and angela's relationship yeah and it also sets up what we get with Angela. And one of the first things we get is this kind of her looking through her mother's old items and yeah. and that she's trying to take certain items of hers. And at first we just think it's a child looking through, but there's more reason for that. And we, we get a nice you know chance to begin with to get to know like Victor and Angela's relationship. Yeah. We don't get so much of, um, is it? Catherine, sorry, Catherine and her families. We don't really get outside of like a little car, but we don't really get as much on their side. Yeah, no, we don't. Like Victor's the very much the, and although there are obviously two girls being possessed, Victor kind of takes front and center. And I think he was 
good. I yeah, he's a good yeah. character. Yeah, he's a good actor. Leslie Odom Jr. does a real good job of leading this. I think. Yeah. Um, he's he's got an, a nice balance. He he is quite serious, and this film again, one of the things is people saying that this is a very kind of serious, serious kind of. It, it takes it quite seriously, um, which. So does the original. The original's not like a, oh, that's fun. Yeah, and that's what one of my <laughs> It has a little was. bit of tongue-in-cheek at moments, yes, in the original. But, you know, I, I that's what I mean. I was worried it was going to be constantly dropping little jokes. Like, because David Gordon Green with Halloween couldn't help dropping some things that were like little joke. You know, one of the first lines in the start of the film is, you know, I've got peanut butter on my penis. <laughs> <laughs> it's the weird thing is, like, in, in Halloween, because it's, um, you know... It's a slasher film. Yeah. The the humour kind it, of makes It worked, sense. yeah. I, I was happy you with know? it in that. And Apart from that line, that line was like <laughs> A lot of people hate that line. It I, made no sense. I've been I've been re I've been finally like after having them for like a year, like I've been finally reading the novels of those and interestingly that line is not in the book. <laughs> not in the novel. They've decided to go whoever wrote the novel adaptation, which is normally just, here's the script, write it into a bit more yeah. descriptive form, but they've obviously gone, no. Yeah, no, I'll admit that. <laughs> I'm better than that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, but that's it. I thought like there would have been a, a lot more humour. Like this, so the three films, because he's doing a trilogy. Yeah. Now this is the interesting, interesting part. thing. I read this about a couple of years ago and he did the first, he did Halloween H. H twenty eight. <laughs> he did Halloween. H forty twenty eighteen. Yeah, he did Halloween twenty eighteen on a ten million budget. Yeah, and I think he kept the other ones very, uh, very small budget. Yeah, as well. he did. Yeah, he got four hundred million for the three Exorcist films. Well, yeah, I think I think they paid four hundred million for the rights to them. Oh, I don't okay. know if he got four hundred million to make them. I, I think that's what he I got think to it. Make. I think it was Universal Studios had to. Bloomhouse basically was like, "Can you please buy this because we want to do The Exorcist?" But it cost them four hundred million How? to get these. Because apart from the first one, it's like not. A, I, I guess well it's just it's it's, yeah. a, it's an IP, isn't I it? Guess so. And I guess when they look at it, they're like, "Oh, so what are you planning to make? You're planning? Yeah. we'll give you a deal for a tri- like they might have asked for a trilogy, yeah. and they go, well, well, if each of those." makes what Halloween made you're looking at around about you know maybe just under 200 million a film that's going to make you 600 million we'll 400 million yeah. but obviously reviews currently may completely stop that from being maybe. the case this might be the only this yeah. might be it for the trilogy but I because I don't know how far they are into the other one because it's already was announced that 2025 is meant to be the Exorcist Deceiver yeah. I believe um, which would be interesting if it's connected but um, considering how quickly he's made several of these films I'm assuming he hasn't actually started making the next one yet so it might be you know dead <laughs> but it might not be it all it doesn't matter about the reviews it matters about how much money it makes and, yeah you know it's meant to make quite good money this weekend so we'll see we'll see yeah. um, um but no it's an interesting part of it because that's one of the things coming into this was like a trilogy that was yeah. one of the first thing I think most people were asking they were like okay I get you making a new Exorcist film but a trilogy of Exorcist yeah. like how does that and, and even after seeing this film like I can see there are little things that are left that could be you know there are little things about they, they delve a little bit into the you know they show a little bit more of like what it like, might be like to be taken into the underworld or whatever yes um, they don't really dig into Regan which I guess could lead for another kind of bring her back you know more Maybe. another one and um, they don't, as I said, they didn't. They don't really delve into anything about like Bazuzu or the demon, who is, you know, fairly mentioned in quite a few bits. 
and even the beginning of the original Exorcist is all about that discovery of this demon. Of the and, you know. and stuff like that, yeah. Um, and there's even a bit right at the beginning of the film, the dog's fighting is a complete... Um, is a, like exactly how it starts with yeah. the dog's fighting when he... when uh, uh, I can't remember what his name is in the film, but the father, Max von Snowden's character, he literally is what looking at this yeah, statue, the statue of Pazuzu as the two dogs are fighting. Yeah. Um, so th- there are lots of those little like winks in there, but... So I can see, as in, like, I can see how they could maybe start to try to delve a little bit more into that. In terms of, like, characters and stuff, though, whether that would include these same characters or whether the next one's going to be a completely new, you know, maybe, yeah. like, is a continuing. But that's what I mean. It's not like with Halloween where it's like, yeah, I can I can see where you could probably make more because obviously yeah. you're going to make more. With Exorcist, I feel like it's not a natural conclusion to make more than one every, no. you know, 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like this one, like the first, you know, the this one obviously doing the same thing that David Gordon Green did with Halloween by forgetting the rest of the sequels and just yeah. cutting across um, 50 years later. So it's, to get back to where we were in the film, yeah. um, Angela and Catherine, I feel like, there's a lot of things but we can't sit here and make you feel the emotions of what you're going to feel if you're you know watching there's a lot of character building it is a slow kind of burn of a film which is what kind of got me at first I was kind of like okay like when is I was thinking because I I was like oh it's 400 million budget you know it's it's a paranormal film in 2023 it's shit's got to start building very quick like I said I watched um, The Devil Made Me Do It last night it opens up with a little kid being possessed his body bouncing around on a table his his back curling around onto himself you know and he it ends with it starts sorry with this big build and I was like okay like when when are we going to start seeing like yeah, the, the shadow following them. When are we gonna start seeing the fucking yeah bitch in I the think, mirror? You know, I think because I'd watched The Exorcist before, I was very much coming in with. I suddenly was like, okay, I kind of get what the original kind of tone was like. So I was like, they're like, okay, I'm expecting this to be a slow burn because yeah. the original was like the outside of a few kind of moments. The original, like the first hours, basically, like just all set up. Kind yeah, of thing. it all kind of like builds a bit more later on, but. So th- that kind of slow burn, but again, like that's what we said before, like that kind of bouncing around the room and stuff like that. I feel like, I feel like he's very aware that everyone's saying that there's a million other supernatural films out there. They all kind of have these big, and sometimes yeah. they go kind of big CGI cartoonish almost yeah. of like, oh yeah, yeah. But problem is, like I, for me personally, that loses total effect. If I don't give a shit who this kid is, it's like okay, that, that's shocking. It's a child, yeah. but at the same time, it's like. Let yeah, break his back. Fly right. like, I don't. I don't know this. I don't know who. So like those shots can work, but this is the thing. Like this film was very like for most of this film. I was I was sat there like for a while. They're going. I don't know. Like there's like no real death yeah. until you kind of. And I was until we get a death later in the film. I was sat there going. I feel like we're about to watch a film that has actually no death in it, but I feel Same. like it's going to get to the end and there wasn't going to be a single death. Cause it, yeah, because it's very, like, in terms of death and in terms of gore, it's very restrained, almost until it isn't. And then when, you know, we're into spoiler territory now. So when, yeah. uh, when Catherine fucking 
bobbed out uh, um, whatever her name's eyes. Chris, uh, Chris, uh, Chris, Chris McNeil. I was about to say Christy McVeigh. <laughs> <laughs> when, he, when he bumped out her eyes. Yeah. I looked at you and I was like, fucking hell, man. Yeah. That's cool. You know? Yeah, that's... That, that was that was a shocking moment that, again, I think will be a divisive moment to like yeah. bring back a legacy character and then... Because, I mean, to be honest, I, I, I was getting strong, like, thinking, like, yeah, I'm getting strong. I don't know, like, Star Wars, Han Solo thing. I was, like, getting strong, like, yeah, you're just here to be killed off. But... I was like, oh, this is very quick. Like, is she going to die like straight away? Because, yeah. yeah, the second she was in that room, I was like, mm, this feels like you're fucked. <laughs> See, you I feel was, like you're going to die. <laughs> I was thinking, like, what are you going to do? Like, yeah, you literally I, said, ah, I wasn't there during the uh, possession. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. That's like going, ah, like, somebody, you're going to rob a bank, right? And you weren't there with the original team who executed it, but you were there with them when they were planning. And yeah. then after you're like, so how do you do it? You're like, well, have you done it before? No. Well, <laughs> she's it. kind of the one that she's she's kind of like the idea of like a doctor who's done all of the research. So she's she's spent her whole life researching and learning and things like that. So from that perspective, you can be like, yeah. But then at the same time, she's also like the doctor that's just done the research and never been hands on. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, um, no, some people might be like, yeah, but you, you know you know what you're touching, you know what bit. But yeah, it's very different once you put your hands in and go, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but it's like being a doctor. <laughs> Why did the heart just burst like that? <laughs> yeah, it's like being a doctor for 50 years, like yeah. just learning and then going and doing brain surgery straight away. You know? Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. Like, so she's got like a knowledge, but I think... But I think it's it's kind of very much clear. But when she walks in the room again, like I I kind of felt some suspense because I was like, yeah, you feel you shouldn't have gone into that room. You had that kind of classic yeah. like, why did you step in there? Like, you know that like say like in the original like people are like, um, there's like a death where someone's head gets like broken and thrown out a window, but you don't actually see it. So no. that is one thing again. The restraint is there in the original because you don't see it. So this scene was quite a kind of oh shit like um, w- what's happening like what's happening here. Um, but we've to bring back the Chris McNeil to have her in like a scene before you know yeah. where she's explaining. We see a little video of her from the past saying that she spent the last you know whatever fifty years or yeah. like learning of how to help her daughter and her and Regan's relationship. Sorry, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. We're drinking red stripe. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming back up on me. Also, um, absolute piss take. Six pound twenty five. <laughs> I remember it was five pounds for four cans, and I was thinking that is a rip off. Yeah. Carry, carry on. The price Cost of the red stripe, living, man. Yeah. We're not even making money for, for that the classic podcast. Jamaican lager beer. <laughs> yeah. That Jamaican lager beer. <laughs> carry on. Um, yeah. So we bring her back, and we have a little bit of a conversation. And this is one bit again. Um, Again, I, I've heard and, and where I was sat there at times thinking that I don't know why, but the second that Chris McNeil was back into it and he, was having, he went and found her and had that little conversation, this is the bit when the legacy character is put back into it. And sometimes it can feel very natural when she's the natural kind of part of the story. Laurie Strode felt completely natural in yeah. Halloween. Uh, whereas here, um, you know, there is that little bit where it could be like, oh, it, it feels shoehorned in. But then the idea that she's the only one that's ever kind of been through it in this world gives you a little bit of like, it doesn't feel completely and she doesn't outstay her welcome. Yeah. Um, but I, there were a little bit about the scenes where she was kind of interacting or where she was kind of talking where I felt her dialogue felt very like, she's going on and on and on. And a little yeah. bit where I was like, mm, I don't know why it feels like 
this was a slow film and you've made it feel a little bit slower until they get to the house obviously then that is a different case yeah but you know i i feel like this film could have lived could have gone without her completely yeah, and it would have worked could've. just as well in a way if it hadn't have actually been connected to the original or if they'd have just mentioned or he'd have watched that video yeah yeah i feel like it it kind of could have potentially been a bit of a, a stronger film the film the bit that i did like is when he went to her and they were talking about like what do you believe and yeah. he was and they were you know she basically said like you're going to have to commit eventually mm. you can be a skeptic i really like the line you know skepticism will get you so far but you've got to commit you know? yeah, yeah yeah and i uh, to paraphrase and i liked that kind of like okay like I like to bring that idea. Stop sitting on the fence. Like, this is happening to your daughter. Like, you have to either believe that you can get her through it, or you got to be like, no, you can't be like, is it? You know what's going on? But then I kind of felt like she was also kind of the one that mentioned about that you've kind of got to. She's been researching all these different religions. You've kind of got to bring whatever you've got. Not not literally go hunting the world for the greatest Hindu, the greatest Judah. You know, like Avengers. (laughs) The rest of the film is literally like yeah, the Avengers of hunting down religions, (laughs) and then that's it. Like that's the whole film. It's like in the next sequel we'll finally get to them at but the for end, now we must build our team yeah at the end this it's you see like uh you see like bombs dropping on the border of like israel and palestine and then they look at each other they're like together together <laughs> shake hands and it's like da-na-na. the exorcist deceiver <laughs> you know but they te- they finally team up but um, she yeah. is the one that kind of puts the idea of we need to bring these together and uh, you know these different people together to kind of whoever you've got in your community whoever you've got around you you need to bring different so you know they they've got different friends and each one has a different perspective and yeah. a different religion and slightly different beliefs and systems that they kind of do and and I guess that is again kind of approaching that from a more modern view of like it is a case of you know you go back to 1970s and you're not going to have so many religions like no. mixed with each other no. it would have been a case of you know I'm Christian you're Catholic get the fuck out of yeah, here yeah, that's like, right. I'm Protestant you're Catholic you know the belt's coming off <laughs> uh, you know I ain't wearing no condom and you you, know, you try and touch that baby I'll kill you yeah you know it's mental um, but they but they have like and that's one thing I did I thought was quite cool about the film it does feel like there's a lot of shots especially in the opening and at the end they repeat the shots but I think in like reverse order maybe mm-hmm. and it does have that small like rural community um, feel to it and I did like that they mentioned like the girls are like bonded together yeah. and everybody's got to kind of team up about it because there is quite a, a lot of conflict between Victor and Catherine's dad I liked I thought Catherine's dad was like a, a good um, almost like an opposite of Victor Victor was very like he was very you know very caring and quite pragmatic whereas uh, not to say that Catherine's dad wasn't caring but he was very like you know he was very like reactive he was yeah. quite like full on at times you know he's quite emotional and it, it was a good counterpoint to Victor I thought and then yeah they, and I feel like even in little together. scenes they kind of showed that even little scenes when it was like Victor was no chance that I'm leaving your side there's no chance that I'm giving up 
whereas the dad you know or when the girls went missing it felt a little bit more yeah. like he was more willing to just jump to you know conclusions but also at the same time Catherine's dad seemed much more kind of willing to be much more we're going to wait this out one thing whereas Victor was very much like we well, know we're going to we're going to do something in a way not in a reactive way in a kind of I'm going to keep going with this I've never not been by her side whereas I think Catherine's dad at times we have little scenes that kind of show like oh I'm just going to step out or I'm not going to come into this or I can't quite commit to this kind of yet yeah. whereas Victor whether he is sceptical is there for it no yeah. matter what he's there to kind of push and be like doesn't matter you know he, he completely changes his like way of looking at things because he realised that this is the option to do it and he yeah. doesn't really take any time to really think like definitely not once once he knows like once he can clearly see the picture I'm not saying yeah. it doesn't take time for Victor to get to that point because anything mentioned with religion and he's like ah, fuck off like no <laughs> well there was a really good bit where his neighbour Anne who was also played by an actress with the name Anne <laughs> and I'm sure I saw her in one of the Halloween films I think so yeah, yeah. Um, she you know she's like I, we get like a really cool creepy scene where um, Angela is in the hospital and she's you know she's unconscious she's sleeping and then she mm. wakes up um, and she says you know like uh, sister Mary something you know you're like your wound carved out like a rock yeah you've been hollowed out like hollowed a rock like yeah. pumpkin and it's a really kind of creepy scene and I did feel like they did it wasn't quite the same intensity as Regan in the yeah. original but they did have this kind of sinister playfulness to them and I get I, I think one thing that people forget about the exorcist isn't that isn't like when you look at the conjuring or something like that and it's like you know somebody's being terrorized and they're going to slowly like get them and then they're going to kill people on the way you know it's not kind of like that it's very much like I have the child I have Regan yeah. and I'm going to ta- use her to torment you yeah and that is I felt they used that a lot more well like that's why I didn't think there was going to be a particularly high body count it's about like what lengths will you go to to yeah. save this there's not child. a high body count in no. the original until again like that's why they say how dangerous the exorcism is because it's the exorcism part which was the dangerous part of yeah. it all before that I believe there's only there was only one other death in the, even in the original and in this one again yes we go a while without them but in terms of that kind of taking its time with the kind of the the exorcism and uh, taking its time with that character to like build up to you know with her with the whole you know hollowed out you know that yeah. what I thought was quite interesting was that is that in the moment you're kind of a bit confused about what she's saying to her yeah and yet it's 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 made more interesting when she explains it and how he would understand it and how actually yeah. I was this and this is who I was before and there's no one else that could have known that um, and and that's very much in in the original it, it's it's way more about this girl who yeah like you said is is taken and I have you but also about the fact that this is just a girl yeah who is going through traumatic trauma from all of this and her yeah. mother who's having to watch on the sideline and again that's what we get here it's the father who's watching his daughter go through this trauma and that's what it is and I think that this is a major problem with people with modern sensibilities of this kind of horror film coming into this and expecting this to be a film that's going to be full of the house is shaking down and 
doors are blowing open yeah. and pans are cracking in the kitchen because let's just make you scare for a moment and like all of those things whereas in the original there are moments when Regan is yes her head is twisting around and she's saying you fucking cunt and you know what I mean and, and she's stabbing herself in the vagina with yeah. a crucifix um, yes and you know there are those moments but again they're not really like they were intense scenes and at the time they would have been like fucking hell oh my god like what the hell, yeah, what the hell? Um, but if you watch it from now actually you will find them still work really well but that's because they've got this kind of weird intensity this kind of odd playfulness because it's about the swearing it's about the bodily mutilation bits yeah. and stuff like that it's about um, like the corruption but it's it? it's not necessarily scary is the thing I would say it's not necessarily it, it has this intense build up of like this dread that goes yeah. throughout it and I think that dread is still here throughout because you are constantly wondering what is going to happen to these girls and how they're going to go and I, I do think using the two girls is a nice kind of way and it, I think it does have a good emotional build that comes towards the end yeah. having the two characters instead of trying to just retread and have one one child done again yeah that's the problem it, it, that's the problem of like who do you possess this time and and that's kind of the problem though with this trilogy is kind of like who's next like how do you do the yeah. next one without it just feeling like we've done this <laughs> that's girls. my you know what I mean? <laughs> now we have three, three different girls, girls. <laughs> now there's three each time this time we have a whole soccer team yeah for that soccer team what's wrong football yeah football team I will beat you <laughs> but it's yeah it's I guess it does it, it, it's kind of like how do you raise the stakes there have been since you know since The Exorcist there have been thousands of possession films yeah. and I like the idea of having two you know two young girls who were possessed and I, I like the slow build of how they start to become possessed and mm. the, the kind of slow changing in them to the fo- to the point where they do kind of resemble how Regan was at the end, very demonic. Um, they, I, I guess, like the one bit. I don't know. Do you want to kind of jump to the exorcism, or do you want to talk a little bit more about the builder? Um, the, the one thing I do, and I, I do think, I think this is why I'm kind of looking at a lot of say the reviews, and why yeah. I'm feeling a little bit like we're being kind of unfair from some perspectives. I feel yeah. like a little bit because one thing I think is this film for like character and st- stuff uh, you know I'm, I'm not saying that these are the most amazing fleshed out characters ever but in terms of the progression quite often when we say there's like a slow build film yeah. I'm talking it's a fucking slow build like it feels like nothing barely happens yeah you know it feels like we're building you know this is you know we've said it before we've said like well let's go with A24 films yeah there are some of them there's, let's be honest it's a slow build of like oh yes we're doing this thematic thing and we're doing this thematic thing and yet nothing really happens for our characters yeah that's not this though I was really invested in the whole the girls have gone missing and they're having to hunt for the girls and find the girls and, and I feel like they told an interesting story yeah. Even though yes, we're not going straight into the possession and stuff like that. I was totally actually, I was actually enjoying the whole. You know, they're missing for three days. They're gone because you get to feel again. It's the emotional connection of the parents and the community to these girls that are missing, and also again, 
it allows more little things of how you see these like different people or different religions kind of be like oh yeah this like you've got the one church with the the pastor who i've got to be honest he was one character i kept thinking that they were going to turn around and reveal that he was a total diddler because he, he had the vibes. diddler vibes he did yeah. didn't he every time he looked and that just might be because he's in in the church but weirdly enough if he was in his classic you know black with the collar and things like that but i don't know if that's because this is a different religion but well there was uh there was a you know collared you know lad who was i don't know a, a proper priest yeah and i thought i got did the vibes more from the other guy <laughs> you know? Oh, I don't know surprisingly i don't know this guy i just him no, in, that, in, 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 the, yeah the preacher oh, oh, the pre- yeah him, I, him I got more him vibes from suit. Him. yeah that's what i mean yeah. the vibes are worse from him him in his suit with his big white teeth and also i guess it's just because whenever i see that kind of one i think Man, you're just you're just waiting for them to give that donation of money, aren't you? Yeah. You're just you're just you're just, you're just getting those bags. You're yeah. walking out of there with your big bags and be like, Yes, look at all this money we made this week. Get him in. And, and it's a very American thing that is. Yeah. Like I don't think we have preachers over here like that. No, no, no. They they are li- like we have people that actually we know for a fact and fuck all for being ministers and stuff like that over in this country. Whereas over there, let's be honest, like some of them look like they're like here we go. I'm going out my Mercedes. I've got yeah. this huge church house because I am a priest. Oh, a priest <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> this is me, baby. And then you've got, again, you see some of the other religions and you're like, no, you're much more to it. I don't know which one was, I don't know which one was meant to be which. I don't know which one was the Protestant priest and which one was the Catholic. I feel like the Catholic was the, I think his so name was Father Colin. Maddox. Yeah, Father Maddox. Um, I think he was My the, because they're Rick. much more that. Yeah, like you know? <laughs> yeah he, he, was, he was nice. Was he doesn't have the appeal of um, the original, which is, um, what was it, Father Maddox? Uh, no, that the other one that we follow for most okay. of the film, and um, I think that's one of the one of the things is we follow that character in the original. Yeah, the, the father, the priest, is a kind of main part of the, like you constantly check back yeah. in with him throughout the film. He he has his own m- emotional progression in the original about his mother, and that plays into how it kind of breaks him down. Yeah, which is very much what Anne gets more in this than the father. Maddox yeah, I, well, I think apart from Anne, who gets quite a good you know who who does get a, a a bit of a good character arc um i think most of the religious figures probably only have three scenes at yeah. most before we get to the exorcist so they're introduced like we get the um we get the woman doctor uh, honey bee or whatever honey it is honey boo boo and she's like you know burning the sage and chanting and doing the more like I don't want to say like the more like ritualistic, like practical stuff. Um, uh, like the scene when he comes into the room and it's his mate from across the road and them all in the yeah. room um, is one of the scenes though that actually really liked me, make me made me like the Victor character because he's not intentionally like he he's not ru- like he's not insulting or rude. He no. doesn't like call them out. It's like at the beginning when he like blocks Catherine's thing. He's just trying to drop them off. It's like come on, dude, just wait a second for Catherine's yeah. dad. Um, it's like he's just like getting out. But for a second, he's realised he has to have a bit more of a talk, so he's had to delay. Um, but he's not intentionally doing. It. He's a bit oblivious, I think, maybe to sometimes the way it, it can be. But like when he walks into that room and he's just like you need to get the fuck out yeah get the fuck out uh, like and you need to do it now kind of thing but he's just to the point 
Yeah. Even with like Father Maddox later in the film when he's out there and he's like knocks on the window, the fight's in there. Like that was a those real little fun. those little bits kind of just added a little bit more personality to his character without having to go too much like I am this guy or I am that guy or having to be like I'm gonna drop a little bit of humour just so you don't feel I'm too serious of a dad, even though it's like look what he's going through. <laughs> like yeah. his wife died. Why Clough Jean made sure of that? Yeah, yeah why Clough Jean? <laughs> I'm, blaming the, I'm blaming the earthquake on you now. Um, yeah. His wife died, that happened. You know, uh, blame the Fugees. <laughs> yeah, the Fugees. They were. <laughs> it's their fault. Killing um, me softly. But, no, yeah. Killing me in a um, How dare you? And then, you know, and then obviously he's had, he's been the single dad, and now his daughter is completely possessed and like, fuck, what is she doing? Yeah. Um, so, you know, horrible scenes like that. But again, I didn't have a point where I wasn't kind of like I wasn't sat there and I do with some of these ones at times and just sit there going like yeah but what's the point of this like why are we following this and I I found myself this is why I feel this is a bit it might not be as scary okay fine but I was invested like I was invested pretty much the whole film like that and to me that is something that's like there was no point when I was like properly properly going oh I forgot like this is ridiculous yeah. well this is silly you know what I mean there's no point like the third act of Sorex yeah. where I was like the fuck is happening now yeah, like, that why was are a, we that destroying was, ourselves that was laughably dog shit you know what I mean and I've got I'm not gonna like and again I have a different relationship with supernatural ones but I tend to find those moments all the fucking time in most of the ones that I watch when I watch yeah. you know whatever it is whether it's the Conjuring films whether you know any of those ones in that universe whether you know whether it's uh, I keep thinking of ones in that universe because they're so bloody spread out and no 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 like that a they lot are, of them they're are that you know, they're all there spread out man. but again like you know any of those ones I tend to find I always tend to find a moment that kind of underdraws it or brings it out or you know yeah. kind of lets it down or even like one well, not in the same way but like say the Babadook when yes I was kind of but there were points that kind of like made me a bit like I'm getting low here. Like it's yeah. not quite keeping my attention as much as I want it to. Even though I had that had strong character, strong theme, and you know had a kind of yeah. a bit of that in it. Um, but this, like for the most part, you know, I feel like at least David Gordon Green kind of knows how to make something that I kind of I'm still like invested throughout the whole time. He kind of knows how to like lay it out at least. Yeah. It? Yes, there are some <laughs> editing things about like why do we need to go back to this shot for a while or why do we need to linger on this shot for way too long at times yeah but we'll cut off randomly here <laughs> yeah yeah it, it, there's, there's some of those oddities yes in there but you know I, I did find myself for, for much of the like those early scenes going yeah I'm I'm kind of more interested than I was expecting to be yeah. when I came into this film um, I think some of the other things that we should mention like obviously it does have and I feel like something that does really get to people a lot of some of the body horror which again we might be really used to but some of it does work really nicely like the toenails and the fingernails like where they're basically like just coming yeah. off and peeling off and you're seeing them like on the side and I feel like that's a real kind of for some people anything like nail based yeah. is a real or eye based like eyes the nails and the eyes get the fucking and, yeah. and, and, and you know all those bits where they're like peeling off or coming off does have that proper you know oh um, I do have a, I do have a major in the build up before we get to the exorcism I do have yeah. a major that is my bit that I do think is why some people are negative on this um, and why they don't quite think it lives to the original and that is I do think though like and as I said before I don't actually necessarily think it's a completely bad thing um, 
But even though we do follow a nice progression of the girls getting worse and worse and worse and worse, yeah. um, like in the original, like Regan has to have lots of stuff in like the hospital where she has tests and stuff like that, and it feels quite grueling and quite like bad. And and I wouldn't say at times that this always feels like that. It doesn't feel so like, you know, so raw. Maybe at times, yeah, it lacks some of that intensity. Um, yeah, and that's that's one thing that I can see a little bit. But the main one I think for me is the fact that. I think maybe it plays it a little bit too tame in terms of going a little bit more with the possession or at least maybe even it's just the more like I feel like there wasn't a major like the Chris McNeil bit yeah that was a, a shock and that was like a proper oh yeah. my god um I but I feel like there wasn't you know where was the you know the kind of you, you know and it might be because of today's climate but you know the you fucking cunt yeah <laughs> you dirty faggot you did <laughs> yeah. the priest you know yeah. what I mean like it, there was a little bit of that that I kept expecting the girls to go a little bit harder when they're picking people apart yeah in the original Regan is very and that's kind of what makes it rawer because it's like a child who's saying stuff about people's darkest secrets like they can yeah. pick them out and I feel like that was one of the things that did make the original more interesting. And as I said, that's what I think. I don't think the original actually like scary, scary. I think it was a shocking film of like, yeah. you've got a child saying these things. You've got a child like masturbating with a crucifix. You know, yeah. I can't think of a moment that was that. No, I mean, you had some like, I did like the way in which they tried to like play each other off. Um, for yeah. instance, the main, like one bit I thought was really good was when they said when Angela being possessed and in the exorcism said to Victor like you you know you made your choice and that was you know at the start of the film in the opening credits yeah he's given the choice between either saving his wife or saving the child and you assume he's like save the child but he actually says save you know save my wife save my wife And then she died whilst they were trying to save her and the child survived. And, you know, he says, like, you know, God played a trick on you. And I really like that bit. But that they was did, great. That yeah. was great. But I then, thought that was a fantastic... That was yeah. one of the bits I thought, like, really hit and, you know, kind of played like a... Like, not like... It's not like a full twist, but, you know, just a little bit of twist on the scene we'd seen before without feeling like it was like shoehorned in or yeah. you know sometimes those scenes can feel a little bit like that like you didn't show us that on purpose so it didn't feel like this it yeah. felt like something that you're just like you're not thinking about it being any yeah. to it but there could have been a bit more of that kind of like it was more in the build of like that bit towards the exorcism them. and I feel like that bit is towards the end and that kind of plays a key part in that emotional part um, but in some of the build up when they're first starting to turn like when Angela's being like taken back in again after you know yeah. after she attacks her dad in the house yeah she's not too mental she's just kind of like screaming kind of like get me. off me and get oh, don't touch I me and I want mother. my mother you know and I feel that there just could have been a little you know just just spice it up a little bit more you know give a little bit more of a you know you fucking get off cross me the, the, or cross or just, those taboos or just more of those pulling on people you know you've got your doctor working with you and you know the original had you know we do have things like spitting in your face or blood getting splattered yeah. across or or like blood period kind of blood or things like that you know those yeah. kind of things but there's none of that you know I guess people going into this film were probably expecting more things like you know you've got the vomiting scene you've yeah. got the blood you, there is a bit when Catherine is basically like masturbating in the church yeah. I think is what it's implied but it's not really like a clear kind of it's not like in front of everyone so like that scene with Catherine yeah. which I was played quite a lot in like the trailers and stuff yeah 
and the setup is a great setup for the yeah. for so to really happen, to so to really show off. And yet that scene sadly felt like they needed something big. In they, the they did. She should have done something. You know what I mean? She should have done something. You know, she that should would have, have been crossed a shocking, the taboo. Yeah, because yeah. she should have crossed the boom, whether it was some kind of you know uh, sexual thing, you know nudity thing, whatever. Like it had to be to be something, but it needed something to be like. I'm going to do something or I'm going to do something violent or in the original it's even or implied even... that Regan like basically kills someone and yeah. yet that's still kind of no, there's no way she could have done that because yeah. it's like that. they all say like the doctor's like that no that would need to be the strength of a man because that's what's yeah. embodied in her so there's no like you know there was part of me kind of thinking like oh like her dad's going off like she's going to kill her dad in the church you know and you're yeah. not going to see it happen you know you're not going to realize like no one's going to realize it's her kind of thing but it adds that shock or her coming on down with blood or even if she's just walking down pissing down the aisle yeah something I feel, like I feel I guess they, they probably want to steer away from the sexual stuff yeah, because it is a kid. It's like a 12, 13 But year. that's what. But, but that's I the thought, taboo the original yeah, broke. That, and that is was part the of the taboo. effect. Exactly. But what they could have done is because they do hint at desecration. You know, she de- she destroys the the wine and the and the bread, the body and the blood. Yeah. And you feel like maybe they could have pushed that desecration potentially a little further. Even if it was just know? self-mutilating herself or something while saying body in the blood, blood. Yeah. You know, you like burst herself like, you know, we have things later where she's got scars or she gets the, like the cross on her head. But if she was yeah. walking down the aisle and slicing into her head, the cross, yeah. she's saying the body, you know, I just feel like that's, that's just one of the things. It was the only thing that, and I understand though, at the same time that yeah. this is the hard balance because it's yeah. things that other ones have done. They've pushed those boundaries. The original pushed the boundaries. And it is a case of, do you start trying to one-up on the original that kind of pushed most of those boundaries? Yeah, you get and like, it's tricky, isn't it? So, it, and this is why I said, like, there's a side of me that's like, fair play, because you could have, and I think other directors would have gone, oh, no, we're going to go, we're going to go way grimier, dirtier on this. We're going to make this, you know, Evil Dead kind of style of, like, we're going to push yeah. that, you know what I mean? We're going to go with that kind of thing and again and that would have made it a totally different film yeah definitely and there's a a real balance and for me I didn't I didn't want it to go way over top I just think it's just even if it was just up in the language and there is a part of me at the same time that does think these are taboos but we do now live in a much more sensitive world yeah and there is a part of me that wonders whether David Gordon Green the original script maybe did have a few more and then maybe. the studio went yeah, no. <laughs> like you can make it this. It's a fit. That was a su- surprise to me. Like when I saw that the rating was fifteen, I was like, mm, "This seems like a film that should be an eighteen if it's going to real push the boundaries." Yeah, um, and that's why it does feel a little bit. I don't know. It's hard to say whether that was Gordon David Gordon Green or whether he was a little bit muted in muted, some parts yeah. to be like, "No, you can't have a child doing that in, in a film yeah. nowadays. We'll have too much, or, or you can't say that word or this word." <laughs> you know, I said faggot before, and some people might be like, "You absolute prick! I'm going to kill him. you. Cancel yeah. him now." Well, you're possessed but by Pazuzu, so you it's say. said in the original film, and and it is it's just one of those things. It's like, but that's the weird thinking in your head is it are we really like 50 years later and yet for some re- I know we're like in some ways it's like those things shouldn't be said but in this kind of context I feel like that's the whole point it's yeah. a shock they shouldn't be said you. so that a demon would say them yeah you know? that's what I mean it's meant to be 
this is meant to be the demon or a devil or a version of the devil himself yeah. that's meant to be the one saying this. So I feel like you've got the past to be like, it's not like when someone says it and it's like, yeah, you made it's that choice. It's like, down the path. It's like yeah. I have justification for why that child is saying it. The devil is talking the devil, to him, you the, know? The, the devil made him do it, you know? Um, but I think that that is the part where people might be going, oh, this is tame. You know, I mean, yeah. this is tame in comparison. They're not, they're not pushing it to the level that they could. But also, got to remember at the same time that if this is a trilogy, then it could just be the fact that he's trying to hold himself back. Because Maybe. if you if you if you blow your load too yeah, soon, yeah, you don't want to bust your. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you're going too quick, then you know in the next one it's going to be like, how the hell do I top myself? And that's Maybe. what a lot of films have a problem with: is they go too big too soon, and then it's like, how do we top ourselves? I'd almost say with even with Halloween that there is the possibility yeah. where he did the first one he did kills and then went how the fuck do I top kills he, yeah. he killed everything he killed everyone you know what everything. I mean so we can't do Michael going on a spree because you just had a whole film with Michael yeah. on a spree now, you know? now he has to die of tuberculosis <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah he has to do that he can be beaten by a small boy yeah <laughs> um, um, should we go to the exorcist yeah the, the exorcist the exorcism so the exorcism the play on the exorcism so we have the the community of the the neighbour we yeah. have Anne the, the, the nurse slash nun in a previous non hollowed out life yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we have Dr. Honey Bee Boo Honey Boo Boo Honey Baba Baba whatever her name is yeah. um, we have um Father Maddox outside in the car because he can't do it because the priests have said no you cannot do this exorcism which again plays like in the original because in the original they say ah the next you don't need to do an exorcism we don't yeah. do that we haven't done that since the 1600s that's medieval um, it's archaic yes yeah. and we've got those and we've got these different really and we've got Diddler Priest <laughs> yeah Diddler Priest um, and then we've got you know Catherine's parent mum and dad we've got Victor um, all together and the idea yeah. is to do it as the community. So, and we've also got occasional cutting to Chris McNeil with yeah. flashing light, with flash her bed light slashing, which yeah. makes oh. no. Which, no, by I the way, know. she reacts to. She she has no eyes. Like, yeah, there was I one thing that pops in my head. There's a bit when the the lights flicker, yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, she does like a little movement. And I was like. You can't yeah. see that. You've got bandages around your eyes, even if your eyes aren't completely... We don't know if your eyes are completely fucked, but it looked like they were completely fucked. Um, but yeah. Um, and again, I feel a little bit like going away from that bit, but um, we have this setup, and it's it's not... So it's not just a repeat of the original, but yes, we do end with the exorcism, which it's the exorcist film. So again... It's what you're building to. What do you... Like, what do you do? Like, again, like, this is another one of those, like... That I feel like I've seen stuff before a little bit about that, and it's like, well, but it's an exorcist film. The whole build-up is to ex, like the one thing you can say is they they can justify calling themselves the exorcist because this is a film that's all about the build-up to an exorcism. Yeah, it's all about the religion, about it, the themes, the beliefs around it. You know, it has everything, even down to the idea of believer. And there's a big plot line within it of obviously, which comes back to that, you know, that that reveal later with um, Angela. Yeah. Uh, Angela. I just called her Angela. Catherine? Catherine and what's the other daughter? Angela. It is Angela. I'm, 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 I'm Angela's mixed up. daughter, Catherine, is, is the, uh, the other parent. The, the other parent. Yeah, the, the religious The parents. religious parent. Um, but you have even a scene earlier on where her mum says that she was going to be baptised. Yeah. And she's not. And being a school primary teacher who teaches RE, I know for a fact from this little bit of knowledge that I do know about is that a 
adult baptism is called a believer's baptism oh, because okay. they have to be a believer to do it. So the daughter doesn't do the believer baptism because they decided it was too soon. Like they, yeah. all, they literally like they delayed it and they were like, why did we delay it? And obviously that plays a little bit in a minute. Um, but they're all together to do this exorcism, but obviously they all need to believe. Um, Catherine's dad doesn't come in at first because you can tell that he's not sure about any of this. Yeah. Like, he's not sure about bringing in these different guys, these different people, it seems. Yeah, he's very... He doesn't take his shoes off. He's very, I mean, I don't know why they took the shoes off, but he didn't. Yeah. Everybody else did. Some They're kind of respectful unsure. about the, 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 this place that they've laid out, isn't it? Um, yeah. And, you know, as I said, Father Maddox doesn't come in, um, but Victor is still just like, well, we're doing this, don't we? Yeah, we're doing it. We're doing it regardless. Um, Anne is given the the kind of the rights the bio the the passages to say in order to help and try and do it herself because she was previously kind of a nun ordained but then had to revoke that as in her previous life and she feels that this is her purpose to kind of that she lived here she was yeah. here for that reason. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm getting gassy back up. I'm getting gassy back up. Well, that's that Jamaican, Jamaican lager beer. beer. <laughs> Um, the um, so that's the, that's the basic setup. That's who we've got. Yeah. Um, father Maddox outside in the car. Um, the father stays outside, and they are just like, "Do not step into this room unless you believe in this. Yeah. Unless you believe in what we're doing." Um, which obviously still continues to play because there is still the idea that even though Victor is pushing through with this, he's still getting a bit of a feeling that he's not fully there, and yeah, that plays into the kind of this fight. This this all kind of builds up. Where we have the two girls on the monitors with the the, the I really like the whole like their heartbeats are in sync. Yeah, it's a real them, cool layout. We've seen them drawn to each other like yeah. almost as if they've been more in pain when they've been separated anyway. Yeah. And now that it's together, we see them kind of take a new level of like how they're trying to really like pinpoint people and really yeah. like get people. And and that's a really fun part of the original as well with Regan in the original was the idea of like she's really trying to pick at them. The father's yeah. in the original. She's trying to be like, I'm going to get to your deepest, darkest. Well, it's deepest. testing faith, isn't it? You know? Yeah, and, and we get lots of that with the whole set. You know, Anne is really tested because they keep talking about, you know, the fact that she gave all of that up and the fact that she had an abortion. Yeah. And again, you know, and that's that's that itself, oddly to say, but, you know, that is still, especially in major parts of America that still is a major it's taboo subject major you know, taboo, yeah. um, for that to be so it's still like there even if it doesn't seem as shocking to you some people probably would be like what the fuck <laughs> like um, so with each of those characters we go round and round and round so how did you uh, how did you feel about like the build up and kind of the shocks in that kind of scene I felt it was um, it was pretty good you know I liked uh, I liked the it, it's very strange because it is yeah, again, it's the climax of the film, but it's it feels very subdued yeah. because you only have about you know six characters there. It's not like when you're looking at the the climax of Halloween Kills or something like that, where it's very big, the whole town's out hunting yeah. him or something like that. It feel it feels very small in scale. It just takes place in this one room. I love the heartbeats being in sync. I love them try each, you know, each kind of religious leader was trying their own different methods. Mm. It got a bit fucking out there when they, when um, the, the 
the I've, smoke bit the smoke yeah bit that bit that was that. one that was one like kind of negative i had of, I, I just i think both visually it just didn't work yeah it looked um, a bit off didn't it yeah because none it, of the film have really had that kind of cg and that's not something i really i don't nothing there's nothing really like that in the original either this no. whole like idea of like the spirit coming out and that we're collecting and she's like that's just a part of it it's i like think it's trying to bring in other religious aspects and is trying to bring in this different kind of like religious idea yeah. maybe something that's more within like that religion yeah cleansing yeah. the soul um, and trying to be like because last time you did you only saw like one type of exit this is yeah, kind of this all is different else. religions Kind of, this is several different religious perspectives attempts to try and do it and each one has its own kind of effect in a different way yeah um, but it just it didn't totally work because it just no. didn't look quite right and it looked a bit odd with the girls and everything and being like a, it's like a weird like all my souls coming out of my body it was know? a very weird bit but maybe maybe that was the idea you know because we're used to it being like you know Anne has the you know Anne has the crucifix and then it heats you know maybe yeah. part of the idea is we're used we're to the used devil compels you know the, yeah may the power of Christ, Christ compels you, you. Yeah. that kind of vibe so something a bit different maybe it's supposed to be like oh it's this strange different way of doing it but if it did it looked very weird yeah um i i re i loved when the priest came in you know and i was like yeah this is fucking billy big spuds yeah coming to fucking save the day and then when he you know when he put his hands on them i was like Shit. i was thinking mate no i was thinking this seems like very quick yeah and yeah again i mean the score was really subdued throughout the whole exorcism i think mm. if it had been changed a bit it might have been heightened and it might have felt a little bit better or a bit more climactic almost a bit more intense but he puts his hands on them uh and then like his neck starts turning and his neck getting well, snapped was awesome their necks turn at their the same time so well, their yeah. necks are turning and the, the mainly they start looking at the kids and then they're suddenly like, oh shit his neck's turning yeah um but they had gone the whole thing so when he put the hands on the head like so I was a little bit and I, this is why I was kind of so glad it played out like this because Father Maddox again he's not like in the original I think it's Father Denning or something like that but in the original he's not um, you know he kind of plays a major role throughout so you feel that his arc in the original film that priest because from beginning to ending feels natural because yeah. you've had him the whole time whereas Maddox has only brought in part of the way into the film and he's only in a couple of scenes mainly yeah. um, so for him to come in and suddenly be the saviour and and again, for it to be like that same person from that same sector of that same religion to be yeah. there. So the second he walked in, I was there like, the second he put his hands on the heads and the whole time they'd all been saying, do not touch, do not put your yeah. hands on them, do not touch them, do not. So the second he laid our hands, I was like, mm, I was thinking this, this is, this is not going to go. Fucked up. And when it first, it seemed like it was working. I was like, oh, I was kind of like, oh, I hope this is going to feel a little bit anticlimactic for it just to be like this is the, this, this is the saviour you're the saviour suddenly like I'm in you know they might as well have done the whole light outside the house if they were yeah. going to do that you know and Father Maddox gets out of the car and oh the street light's suddenly blaring on yeah. me <laughs> the original kind of thing um, but yeah no I, I, this bit I literally was that and, and this is what I said about though that that slow build, that lack of death, that slow little attempt. And yes, this is just before this scene, I was literally there like, are we going to go this whole film without death? Because yeah. I do feel like we need a death just to kind of give that, you know. To give it a bit of gravitas. Yeah, so 
Um, and obviously, yeah, we'd had that Chris McNeil scene, you know, that was like a bit violent and shocking or divisive, I'm sure. I feel like that one is for many people. That will be like a one yeah. fun. But this one, I was just sat there like suddenly like, I feel like I didn't, I, I don't know why I did not think, when I saw the girl's heads turning, I just thought that was part of it. So when you, because at first you don't notice it. You, I no. noticed the girl's heads turning and I didn't notice the head, his head was starting to fit. And then I noticed the vein yeah. was appearing. And just when it went there, I was just like, I don't, I, I literally turned to you. I was like, that was cool. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was, was, like, that was like that was, and I don't know why, but that felt natural to me. Like the culmination, like in the, like I said, in the original, um, someone dies early on, but you don't, you just hear about it. You don't see it. It's not until the end that you actually see a death. Yeah, and it felt like that same kind of build up like they knew that's the case of we don't want too much we don't want to overdo it we don't want to have too much we are trying to kind of slowly build towards it so when that finally happened to me that felt yes some people might be going oh I've seen I, I see this like you see like five of these deaths in a condor oh whatever you know yeah. what I mean um, or in that universe and it's like yeah but I see five of those deaths and I feel none of it yeah. like this one death was like Yes, it might not have been a big, big character in the film, but I was there like, I was waiting for it. I wanted it. I was yeah. building up to it. And it felt way more effective because I'd waited for that build up to happen to yeah. to really kind of hit that they did something like that. So I just, I, I thought it was a, like, not only a great death, really effective, looked really awesome. Um, and I, I think it fulfills in me what I wanted. My bloodlust was Yeah, fulfilled. the bloodlust. What about the, the main twist then? Um, where they're like you know one of us gets saved yeah so the chosen choose i i again part of having the two of them and yes there was part of me pretty much early on thinking that one of these isn't making it out alive yeah. and there was definitely part of me thinking uh, i think i think i know which one it's going to be yeah <laughs> the one that's left developed you know whatever. yeah oh <laughs> there yeah. are other ways i could also say that but i'm the, not going to say it. the less developed <laughs> yeah um but there was two things there so I did kind of think one of them was going to die when you've got yeah. two of them it seems a logical conclusion one with less screen time is going to die but I like the fact that it was played off between Victor and Catherine's mother and yeah. that back and forth and that scene when they're both like doing it and you have that moment where you're like you know and, and that is again that's what's great about Victor's character arc yeah. is the fact that you do feel like so far he'd been you know like I said he'd been going off after the police he'd been doing a lot of these things to be like I'm going to find her I'm going to do whatever I can to protect her and then we find out about basically a lot of this is kind of also that guilt yeah. that he has about the fact that he lost the mum but also that he feels like he'd almost choose, chosen it over the daughter yeah. as if that wouldn't as if she wasn't to come first so after that scene when you know when possessed Angela reveals that kind of thing you're suddenly like is he suddenly going to feel so vulnerable that he's going to choose and go yeah. I choose you um, and I, I just I, I thought that whole bit was great again like, most of the exorcism I, I, I really I really liked some people again might think preachy or you know oh there's so many things or you're trying to stuff so many religions Maybe. but I feel like but at the same time it's like come the fuck up it's, it's called it's the film. exorcist it's believer exorcist believer it's about religion the whole thematic I think of the film is about that kind of questioning of religion and the different perspectives of religion yeah so I think if you come out of this going oh, I was way too preachy about religion it's like you're watching the wrong fucking film yeah <laughs> like seriously like this is like even the original exorcist has a lot of religious context in it that's what these films are yeah um, so 
to have that moment I felt was a real like emotional kind of building point yeah and it felt really powerful because I was like I was thinking fuck like when they said we're both you know we're not going to choose I was thinking okay there's and this is what really struck me they were like I was thinking okay something's going to happen and both of the girls are going to get saved you know we're going to have a happy ending and then instead the dad just can't take it and is like I Catherine I choose you you know like Pokemon style yeah, he's because he's not even like he literally can't take it. He's not even in the room properly. Yeah, he, he comes in but doesn't even go in. Pro- he goes in for like a second, then goes back out and hides behind a wall. Like he's yeah. literally, he's literally a little bitch of a character. <laughs> yeah, in that way. But in that part, like it's literally like you know that he's a break. But it's the fact that you're like you're just there thinking. You know, there's a lot of weights that comes with that decision, and the fact that it is a case of like, you know, in its own way, like knowing that that choice was a sin in itself kind of thing you know what I mean the fact that you chose the life of someone over someone else you know it's almost like the golden rule is treat others as you'd want to be treated in most religions no matter what religion you look at it's the the same it is treat people as you want to be treated Uh, you know and, and, and the idea that you then take a life because you choose to treat it because you think yours is more important yeah goes against pretty much every religion in the world yeah and so he kind of chose made his choice and that's why like if they had both kept going, then there's a good chance this could have had a happy ending. Um, so the dad ends up in a way being the complete, you know, you do wonder where that goes from there because, um, and that what makes you wonder if in the in the sequel or in the trilogy, whether these characters do come back and you'll see yeah. the aftermath, the fallout of that because um, I but feel like mum's going to really fucking, like once she kind of thinks about it a bit more and be like, why did she end up dying when we chose her and it looked like she was alive? We chose her to survive. You you fucked our daughter well you, you did this <laughs> well it, I mean that's one of the things that that terrified me the most is when he's like you know Catherine I choose you and we get this kind of like we get this scene where the light you know all of the lights cut out and then uh, Angela kind of you know floats up to the sky and kind of that's like the big CGI or the big kind of culmination and then she's vomiting blood on the ceiling i was like and then you know uh and then catherine like wakes up in that kind of alley that they were in or like the drain that they were in and i was like oh fucking hell what's going on here and then as she was walking and you know you hear her dad say catherine i choose you and then you hear this like booming voice saying, Catherine, I choose you. Mm. And then all of the hands coming out and grabbing mm. her and pulling her down. That terrified me. Because I have this like I have this thing where I like I don't I don't really like believe in God or religion or anything like that. But there's a part of me that just thinks like how terrifying it would be to have eternal damnation. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and that's why like I love Hellraiser and I find it so terrifying mm. because of that. There was a film uh, called Talk to Me recently, and yeah. there was a there was like a, a I thought the film was good, but the bit that terrified me the most was this like three or four second like flashing of this character for forever being mm. f- like having his soul like feasted on by these like demons, and I was like fucking hell, like imagine if that was real, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And that's that like short little section just fucking terrified me, man. And then we switch back, Catherine's dead, and Angela kind of comes to life. And I was like, fuck, I was 
they you know that the devil is you know playing tricks on you and that mm. kind of stuff but i i didn't expect it to have that kind of dark twist to it you know well it even has it has the line that i think the priest says earlier on about he even says about i think um in the middle of the they're all saying lines yeah so in the middle there is a little bit of like where they're all talking over each other and i kept expecting one of the characters to go well one of you shut the fuck up so i can say my part yeah, yeah. let's let's try and keep it to one religion at a time yeah. right? let's, let's say one bit because they were all just spouting stuff I literally was like, I think Anne was the one that like was looking around like as if she was trying to get her words but couldn't fully get them out because other people were like saying things. Yeah. I was expecting her to stop and go like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to talk to her about my part. You can do your bit. But I noticed the pr- the uh, the diddler priest. Yeah. Um, he, um, <laughs> he, he says a line about the devil being the deceiver. So the, yeah. I was like, because I, I mainly picked up on it because the deceiver and I was like, I'd heard that the That's sequel the was deceiver. One, yeah. So I was just like, like ah, name drop. <laughs> like, yeah. But name at the same drop. time, I was like, the devil is the deceiver. So it was thrown out there, the idea. And yeah. obviously that is the parent's priest. That is their religion. That yeah. is their belief system. Um, and he's the one that kind of says it alongside them at the time. That's yeah. the one point when I think the dad is in the room with the mum. They're both there when he says that line. And um, So I was just there kind of like, like it was laid there for you like he said yeah, it out there man you should have thought about the fact that it's not so straightforward like the dad even says earlier in the film he kind of puts out like stuff about religion and the belief and that you can't you know the the that you can't always believe it like um that you have to believe no matter what and certain things like that and you've got to believe because the you know i think there is a line about the devil or whatever being a kind of that kind of character so the dad's aware Pretty of these things he's boy. very religious but um it's the desperation. It's those, yeah. It's that desperation point when he thinks that this is our only out. Yeah. And it's the only way that we can do it and we have no other option. And again, like in the original, it, it takes someone else being possessed for it to come to an end. So yeah. they had to kind of go in a slightly different way. And I do think that this this was quite a clever way of it's like, I'm taking one of these souls no matter what you do, yeah. I need to, you know. And it and it leads that kind of... that heartbreaking conclusion because you have the the child that's lost and you do get a little bit of like that kind of from this we do get a little bit of that aftermath of seeing a little bit what their life is like after and the fact that Angela has to kind of go back to a normality where she's trying to be normal but this has happened to her and her friend is gone yeah um and you see the dad is just there kind of looking a bit like a shell of a man kind of yeah this has happened and and as I said about the kind of tension, like mum kind of, you see mum walking into the cafe as well, Catherine's mum as well, and they kind of sit down, but they don't say anything. It doesn't look like they say anything yeah, when they sit down. Like it ends, doesn't just, it? You know, and yeah, and you, you kind of got, you know, Victor's had that kind of moment of, of peace, and obviously we also get the Chris McNeil and the Regan finally, yeah. her, her 10, 20, 30 second yeah. cameo that finally happens. Which they cost a million. I, yeah, I don't know how much, but yeah, <laughs> that, that is just there to be. Um, it's just fan service. It's fan service, or it's just a moment to be lingered for his sequel, for Maybe. whatever it will be, um, if we get the sequel. And if we don't, it doesn't matter because I this is fine as is. I think yeah. it works. It works as a one-off. Um, again, I I'm still questioning the idea of how or where or what we yeah. even do with a sequel. But um, I'd watch it, you know, and I'd be more I'd be more open and excited to watch a sequel than I was going into this one. Because this one, yeah. I had a lot of questions about what's it going to be like, how's it going to work, how are they going to do a legacy sequel, not just to The Exorcist, but in 2023, without following the trends, you know? So I'd be yeah. more willing to 
to and, go into it. And I think that's the, the, that for me is the main positive that comes out of this, is that they went into it, and I don't think... There may there'll be a lot of people out there who think yes it wasn't scary it went they went a bit tame with it they didn't yeah. try to be quite as shocking or things like that um, but I don't know for me personally I went in with a little bit of respect the fact that I I enjoyed I was invested uh, I liked the characters um, I liked the progression yes I've already mentioned there are some things that are kind of either good and bad in both ways and you know there are things that didn't work at times and yeah. there are things at times when it was a little bit like oh you're maybe pushing this a little bit too much but I never felt like it was one of these supernatural films that was trying to go too over the top it, Yeah, it very much seemed like they knew the story that they wanted to tell and yeah. I feel like that is what is put out here that is the story that happens the fact that when you have Anne having that little speech at the end which again some people might see as a bit of a preachy thing but again because I could you were seeing their kind of fallout of their life yeah I actually I actually found that quite again like because then you see Angela and stuff like that and her reaction and stuff like that yeah I, like I found it quite a nice like a nice kind of culmination a nice kind of feeling of an ending without feeling like this was just a complete retread of the original yeah um it, it didn't feel like a lot of these kind of sometimes the legacy ones just feel like they're basically exactly the same film just in a modern context or a modern style you know what yeah. i mean um but this this didn't really feel like that it felt much more that they were trying something but they realized that there are limitations for how they can go the original yeah I feel like it, it worked as an exorcist film um, and no it doesn't it doesn't stand up to the original because it can't stand up to the original there's no way no. to do that the original is you know it's Teflon baby yeah you know, you know it's it, fucking you know, it's banging it, you can't you know it, it's banging but it's also one of those that's almost got such a finger like such an aura around it yeah. it's like no matter what you do you can't touch it but if a film is you know invested and they've done to try and do the characters you know I, I kind of you know respect the fact that David Gordon Green even tried yeah. to do it and the fact that he's pulled off a film that is I think completely like enjoyable you know it's, yeah. it's, it's I don't, didn't find it boring no I enjoyed uh, it which I that's why that was one of my other concerns was it was going to be so serious it would just be boring but yeah it was interesting. I was invested the whole time, and I, I, I don't think I definitely don't think it deserves the beating it's getting. No, man, I agree, man. Um, any any other comments before we wrap up? Um, uh, no, not not really. I, I get it. It's divisive. Uh, part, you know, as I said, and you know, Halloween ends as a piece of shit. But um, <laughs> but I I feel like sadly that might also be influencing people a little bit of like who did such shit to you know because a lot of people hated kills, hated ends. Yeah. And I, I wonder a little bit if people are coming in at this with real negatives when, again, I just I just don't think it's deserving of it. No. I, I, I preferred it to Saw X. <laughs> yeah, no, same. I think I think it's, whilst it's quite light on scares, I think it has some, some creepy moments. I think it's kind of drenched in, you know, character and themes. I really like the the thematic focus of it. I think the writing's good. I think it's I think it's shot quite well. Not massive on the editing and some of the sound choices, but overall, I think it was an enjoyable film, man. I definitely I'd I'd watch it again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I I would, and again, I would watch a I would watch a sequel. And I, I like I also to be honest, I re I do actually really like the look of David Gordon Green. Same. Films. I, I like that look of it. I just there's something kind of homely but also classic about yeah. it. It feels. It's like with with Halloween, like the way he shot it felt perfect for the nineteen seventies. And again, yeah. this is 
inspired again by a film from the 1970s and when I was watching Riddle Exorcist I was thinking oh this is actually reminding me style wise a little bit of the way it's shot is actually I kept thinking oh some of these shots are very similar to Halloween shots yeah. so the fact that this is very similar I was like actually he's kind of the perfect person to bring this <laughs> in visually to life yeah. um, whether you agree with the script or you agree with the approach or things like that that's fine but you know I just think that some people are going to turn off because they think that this is going to be a balls to the wall like full yeah. on like mad supernatural horror that's the most terrifying thing they've ever seen because it's got the name of the exorcist in yeah. it. Um, and some of those people probably never even watched the exorcist <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, well that's our thoughts on exorcist believer straight from the cinema um, so come and let us know what you thought of it on twitter and instagram at cmth podcast remember to leave us a lovely review and please hit that subscribe button and we will see you shortly the power of christ compels you to subscribe see you soon bye bye